Hello, and welcome back to Managing the Mitten, the podcast that discusses all things property management. I'm your host, Morgan Detbay, and today we're going to be talking about the not so riveting, but very important topic of tenant screening. Um, tenant, tenant screening is an integral part of risk-based approach to property management. To maintain the highest standards and be compliant with fair housing laws, this should ideally be done by a property management professionals. The goal of this video is to uh, make agents and even real estate administrative staff who sometimes find themselves being asked to perform tenant screening to understand the risk associated with doing that. We would never want uh, our agents or even landlords to take on um, on uh, unnecessary risk. So hopefully by reviewing the importance of the tenant screening process, uh, it'll help alleviate some of that for you. Here at Rental Management One, we have a five-point tenant screening, and today we're going to break down those five points and the importance of each. Uh, joining me today is Kristen Thompson, uh, Property Management Administrator for Rental Management One. Kristen does all of the tenant screening for the Metro Detroit region. So uh, welcome, Kristen. Hi, Morgan. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for joining me. Uh, so before we get into our really important topic of the day, I want to take a few minutes just to kind of get to know you and ask you some personal questions, if that's okay. Sure, no problem. Okay. So first, have you always lived in Michigan? No, I have not always lived in Michigan. Uh, I was actually born in Seoul, South Korea. Um, and then once when I was adopted, I was brought to Michigan and have been here ever since. Awesome. And how many years has that been? Uh, so I was adopted when I was a baby and I'm 28 now. So okay. So 27-ish years. Any any desire to go back to South Korea and see where you're uh, Not at this time. I've always thought I've wanted to maybe one day past maybe one day. the pandemic. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of hard to plan a, a trip that far right now. I'd be happy just going to uh, Ohio at this point, but... Uh, <laughs> So what type of animal do you think that you relate to? Hmm. Uh, maybe an ant as they are dependable, productive, meticulous. And I feel like I have all those similar characteristics. Okay, good. Hopefully not a fire ant. <laughs> uh, so what is your favorite vacation destination? Uh, I have to say my favorite vacation destination is New Orleans. Uh, I've been there for a close friend's wedding and I've been there back for just a trip just because uh, it's a city that's alive and full of great food, city exploration and fun. It's awesome. Yes, I've been there a few times. What's your favorite bar in Bourbon Street? Is it bad that I don't remember? <laughs> no, that means you had a great trip. <laughs> I actually, uh, I had a one day that I don't remember in New Orleans and then I have another day that I actually went on a real estate tour of New Orleans and that was it sounds super boring, but it was super awesome, actually. I love it. So uh, I'll go with you the next time you go back. Um, so what are your favorite hobbies or things that you like to do in your spare time? Uh, I enjoy baking and spending time with family and friends. Fun. And what's your favorite thing to bake? Um, I'm getting really good at bread. <laughs> Okay, I will volunteer for any of your batches that are even just so-so or bad. I'll take them off your hands. Sounds good. I don't think you can have a bad bread. <laughs> I don't think so either. So what band or singer would you pay to see in concert right now? Honestly, I'd pay to see anyone live in concert right now. 
Truth, yes. Um, however, I do have a list and it is varies it from My Chemical Romance to Lady Gaga to Adele or Keen Brown. Awesome. Those would all be awesome shows. So uh, what do you like most about what you do? Um, I like that I provide support to our department as I get to interact with so many different people on a daily basis, um, from prospective tenants or owners to tenants to our property management team. I like that I get to interact with so many different people. Yeah, that's a good thing to like because that you do. Um, <laughs> So the, the topic of the day is uh, tenant screening, and it's a really important one. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about our five-point tenant screening process. So can you start by uh, kind of describing what the five-point screening process is? Sure, no problem. Uh, so the five-point screening process is our well-designed, data-driven process of looking into someone's background and history before initiating a lease. The goal is to identify any red flags. Got it. Okay. And so, what are uh, what's the uh, the different points of the screening? What do you start with? Uh, the first thing we check would be the credit profile. Uh, the credit report offers not only a glimpse into their financial management, but also helps us reveal any warning signs of financial distress. Uh, it gives us information such as last known address verifies the birth date and sometimes their current employer. Uh, having a good or bad credit score alone isn't enough to approve or deny an applicant, but it's a good place to start. True. The credit report also um, helps us consider something uh, or another thing, fraud deterrence, uh, which goes into the second point of our screening, which is identity theft. And I just found some interesting statistics to share. Um, according to 2018 data supplied by LifeLock, nearly 60 million Americans have been impacted at some point by identity theft. Um, on the flip side, looking at landlords, according to CoreLogic, who is a leading provider of consumer information, 75% of landlords reported that they had become a victim of applicant fraud at some point. So someone had submitted fraudulent pay stubs or used a different name on the lease. Um, so uh, this leads us to, you know, believe that gone are the days of being able to put on your rental listing, hey, send me your two most recent paycheck stubs and a copy of your credit report and you can move in because those documents can easily be manipulated now. Um, there's even some fraudulent websites online where people can go on and pay for fake pay stubs or fake, uh, pay for a fake credit report. So landlords have to be very careful um, in evaluating that information and be able to know what to look for um, when uh, evaluating the authenticity of the documents. So Kristen, what are some of the things you've seen on applications that have been red flags when it comes to someone's credit or identity? Uh, so we've actually seen multiple issues, um, such as an applicant's date of birth on the rental application is different than what it is on the pay stub or credit report. Um, the employer listed on the credit report is different from the pay stub or even more obvious, they list a different employer on the application. Yes. Uh, and sometimes these red flags aren't as obvious. For instance, we had an, applica uh, an applicant submit 
pay stubs uh, with their application and everything looked okay um, at first glance. The birth date was right. Check dates were correct. The hours looked the same on each pay stub. Uh, the name and the last four digits of the social that were on the pay stub matched the application. But then if you looked at the year to date on the two pay stubs, they were exactly the same, even though the pay stubs were two weeks apart. So there's things just like that, that small that can throw you off to make you think, hey, this is probably not an um, accurate pay stub. So thankfully, we also verify employment and discovered that that particular applicant had been fired from his job and was trying to use his last pay stub um, as two pay stubs to be able to get approved for an apartment. But uh, that brings us to our next uh, important part of our screening process, which is employment and income verification. So Kristen, what types of documents do you accept uh, for employment or um, income verification? So we need two proofs of income. Uh, those can be any of the following two, uh, your two most recent pay stubs, a letter of employment or offer letter, wage and tax statement, so a W-2, last year's tax return, so a 1040, a social security letter, most recent bank statement, or court-ordered agreements. Um, there are a couple of other documents that would be sufficient proof when accompanied with one of these other proofs. Okay, so um, when considering a self-employed applicant, one might uh, be an entrepreneur or a freelancer who wants flexible work from home offer or, or hours. Um, in that instance, we would then want two or three tax returns to confirm their annual income over a period of time. Now, Kristen, after verifying all the information is correct, what income requirement do you look for? Uh, we're looking for a tenant's monthly gross income that needs to be three times the monthly rent. Got it. Now, now to the uh, next point of our process, which might seem like an obvious one, but it's one that's honestly missed over or skipped a lot of times. What is the importance of verifying rental history? Well, since the sole purpose of screening a tenant is to reduce the risk for the landlord, it only makes sense to check with the past landlord regarding an applicant's rental history. Uh, we ask, have you ever been evicted on the rental application? But most people check no, even if they have. True, very true. Now, sometimes evictions will follow a major life event, such as a divorce or death in the family, um, illness, especially with this pandemic, um, or even, you know, job loss. Um, so is an eviction alone reason to conclude that a tenant should be denied? Well, no, specifically if the eviction was longer than five years ago. Uh, you want to determine if it was an actual eviction where the tenant left owing a large balance or if the tenant was just filed in court. If the tenant was just filed in court, there typically will be nothing owed on the credit report. Sometimes if everything else is approved, a landlord may ask for the tenant to settle a balance with their last landlord and give a letter of settlement to excuse the eviction. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Um, it's worth mentioning that in addition to checking the credit report for evictions, you want to be sure to check with their current or previous landlord by a phone call or an email, as many private landlords don't have the ability to get that eviction onto a credit report. So speaking to the actual landlord can really help when determining if a tenant has damaged the property, if they are uh, about to be evicted, um, if they currently have bed bugs or something like that, that they could be bringing into your rental home, or if they've been engaging in criminal activity. Uh, now, last on the list of our uh, tenant screening is criminal background. And this one can be tricky um, for a, a number of reasons. A criminal background um, check that would, or a criminal record that would directly impact the property or the landlord's business may be used as a reason for denial in Michigan. However, the landlord cannot automatically deny someone for a criminal background. Someone who's been convicted of a crime a long time ago and has since been rehabilitated should not be denied housing based on their record alone. HUD came out with some guidance for property managers and landlords back in 2016. And since then, many cities and states have kind of followed suit and even passed legislation in some areas that prevent property managers from denying a rental application based solely on criminal history. And by the way, arrest records are never considered uh, on an application. So when we are determining whether to deny someone because of a criminal record, we are required to considering the following. The time that has elapsed since the conviction, whether the conviction is relevant to the safety of people or the property, uh, evidence of the prospective tenant's rehabilitation, and whether the conviction warrants denial based on local, state, or federal law. Now, we talked about the screening process and the importance of the five points that we verify, but let's talk about the risks that are associated with this process. Um, if you are performing tenant screenings, you're kind of taking on a number of risks and it's important to understand those. So some of those risks are an accusation of discrimination. Now you may think, okay, so someone excused me or accused me of uh, discriminating. Uh, what's the big deal? Well, the burden of proof is actually on the landlord to defend any accusations of discrimination. So avoiding that accusation altogether is, is great. Uh, but also fair housing violations. You don't want to be accused of um, uh, discriminating against any of the protected classes. Uh, fair Credit Reporting Act violation. This one is sometimes forgotten about. But if you're denying someone housing based on the information obtained from a credit report or a background check, uh, you have to give the applicant an adverse action letter explaining uh, what you base the decision on and offering them a free copy of their report. Um, also, um, something that is uh, super important this day and age with all the identity theft is the possession of personal information. Uh, agents and landlords holding on to those applications and all of that personal information, um, not having it, you know, encrypted or secure. Um, it's there's a big risk there. Um, also, licensing complaints. If you do something um, inappropriate or discriminatory during the tenant screening process, someone can make a complaint against your real estate license. Uh, you also could violate HUD's guidance if you make a, de a decision um, that is contradictory to their uh, criminal background guidance. Um, and then ultimately a lawsuit, which of course none of us want to ever be a part of. Um, 
Now, we have come up with uh, a, a process to help agents kind of navigate through that risk. Now, as, as you said, Kristen, in the beginning, the ultimate way to, um, you know, uh, have the screening done is by a property management professional. Mm -hmm. But in the event that a landlord, you know, doesn't want a property manager and just wants to reduce some of the risk uh, with tenant screening, we have come up with an application called OurRentScreen.com. And I'm going to spend just a few seconds um, in showing that application or that uh, website so uh, agents will know it's out there. And I must have closed my browser, so bear with me for a minute. Uh, but the website is OurRentScreen.com. It's O-U-R-R-E-N-T-S-C-R-E-E-N.com. And once I get it up here, I will share my screen. But uh, this website uh, can be used for any agent. Uh, they can put this in the agent remarks on their uh, listing to say all applicants need to submit an application on ourrentscreen.com. And once the applicant gets to the website, this is what they're going to see. This is our landing page. Now, a question I get a lot of times is it says Southfield, Michigan, but my property that I have listed is in, you know, Dearborn. Well, this is just a generic property. The property address does not matter. We just have to have an address to use the screening against in our system. So the applicant will click here under apply now. And it's going to take them to the rental application right before they begin. It's going to tell them what we're going to be um, checking, which is uh, credit background, verifying rental history, proof of income. So the applicant's going to click, I'm applying as a tenant, get started, fill out this application. And then from there, it's going to come over to our office. Now, um, Kristen, what is the turnaround for an applicant after submitting their application on this website? Uh, so as you mentioned, since the application is screened by a real live property management professional and not just a computer, the turnaround time can be anywhere from one to four hours during business hours. Okay. Um, and so if they applied on a Saturday or Sunday, um, they're going to get their a copy of their applicant screening back during the next business day. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, how do we make sure that our reports, um, because we I should probably give a little more information. When the applicant goes in and fills out their information in our rent screen, the information is going back to the applicant. So even though the agent is saying that all applicants need to go onto ourrentscreen.com and submit a um, an application, the agent is not going to get this information. It goes back to the applicant and then it's up to the applicant on who they want to share that information with. So since it's going back into the hands of the applicant, how do we make sure that our reports are not manipulated or edited like some of those other credit reports we see? So we get that question a lot. Uh, since the screening report has to go to the applicant and then it's up to them who they share it with, uh, I get the question, what if they just change the info? While our documents are watermarked and password protected, so they cannot be manipulated by typical PDF editors. Still, the safest way and most thorough way to have your tenants screened is by using a property management company. Agreed. Great. Thank you so much for that information, Kristen. I really appreciate you joining me today. No problem. Now it's time for one of my favorite segments of the show, the Maintenance Minute with Randy Ostrom. Hello, RMO Maintenance. Oh, slow down, slow down. 
Just give me a minute. Does your routine shower turn into a foot soak? Chances are your backup is because of hair. That's a lot of hair. She's growing it out. I've got hair everywhere. In my nose, in my ears, on my chin. It's like I'm an ad for hair. Clearing a hair clog from your tub drain is pretty simple when you have one of these drain snakes. Um, all you do is you shove it down and then you pull it back out and it clears any obstructions. Gloves are highly recommended for this part. If this doesn't work in clearing your drain, then you may need to contact a plumber. Let's clear this drain right now. Oh, oh boy, yeah, I guess this one did need to be cleared. doing here okay you're all set in here have a good day well it looks like my minute is up remember when you're working with RMO we're gonna figure your problem out together well on to the next one for me